Today's reading is 1 Peter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the elect who are exiles of the dispersion throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and sanctified by the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power for the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more precious than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy, now that you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who foretold the grace to come to you searched and investigated carefully, trying to determine the time and setting to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when they foretold the things now announced by those who preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not conform to the passions of your former ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each one's work impartially, conduct yourselves in reverent fear during your stay as foreigners. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life you inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or spot. He was known before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in the last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead, and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls by obedience to the truth, so that you have a genuine love for your brothers, love one another deeply from a pure heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever, and this is the word that was proclaimed to you. And this is God's word. Holiness is hard work. Being declared holy isn't hard work, at least not for us, because God did it for us in Christ. When Jesus lived a perfect life and died as a sacrifice for sinners, he did everything that was necessary for God to declare us holy. We see that in verse 2 of our passage today. Now that we've been called to be his children, God commands us to be holy like he is, as we read today in 1 Peter 1, 15-16, which says, 
But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. That's the NIV's reading. Becoming holy in real life is where the hard work of the Christian life lies. We have what we need, the Holy Spirit within us, the Word of God, the community of other believers. But we also have significant opposition from our own sin nature and the world around us, as well as the devil. As you live the Christian life and grow in Christ, you will experience the frustrating, painful struggle to do right when it would be so easy to do wrong. So how do we cope with the tug of war between what God calls us to become and what we often want to remain? Verse 13 says this, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. That's the NIV's reading. It is thinking about the future that God has promised us in Christ that pulls us toward holiness. When we desire to sin, we need to remember what God has taught us in his word, that sin is pleasurable, but that pleasure is temporary and costs far too much. While God is glorious and those who live by faith in him will be rewarded with such great joy and glory when Jesus comes. That's why Peter, after telling us in verse 13 to set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming, follows that with verse 14. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in your ignorance. That's the NIV's reading for both verses. Yes, the evil desires we had before we knew Christ remain in us. But when we think forward to the life Christ promises us, that empowers us to live obediently to God instead of obeying or conforming to, as the NIV puts it, those evil desires within. What are you grappling with right now? What sinful urges inject evil thoughts into your mind when you least expect it? What sin are you toying with or being tempted by? Do you know anyone who has succumbed to this sin? Did it make them happy? Did it cause them or anyone else pain? What would your Heavenly Father think if you surrendered to the desire that Christ died to free you from? How much will that sin matter to you when you see Jesus and are welcomed into his kingdom? These questions clarify the lies that sin and temptation tell us. Sin offers us pleasure, promises us freedom, lures us into rationalizing the act, and causes us to ignore or downplay the painful consequences that sin will bring into our lives. So knowing what Christ has done for us and has promised us, sober up, as verse 13 in the NIV puts it, and think about your sin, your desire, your temptations from Christ's eternal viewpoint. That is where you will find the strength to choose holiness over sin, faith over unbelief. And so I hope this is helpful for you to think about today, looking to the future to help you overcome the power of sin today. And if you found this devotional helpful, please sign up to receive it in your email each day by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Please help me by supporting me financially on a monthly basis. Go to dailypbj.com support for the various tiers of support level I'm looking for on a monthly basis. Finally, please share this with someone who might grow from it in their own faith. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Have a great day.